name's Sid Garza Hillman, and this is what I think. My Norwegian, uh, I don't want to say obsession. I don't want to say obsession, but I'll say it's a more than mild uh, interest to the point where I'm now watching travel videos uh, about, uh, well, more on that in a second. So I was on a podcast a, a while ago, over a year ago, maybe, don't remember, called the Capter Podcast, Capteri, I don't know, I'm probably mispronouncing it. Anyway, Norwegian uh, podcast podcast. Uh, by this guy Marius, who we kind of be, become friends, he asked me to to get on it again, so I did that last week. I, I'll link to it in the show notes. However, in our conversation, either I can't remember if it was being recorded or when we were just off the off mic or whatever. But he said, uh, "There's a because I said, yeah, find me work in Oslo. You know what I'm saying? He goes, oh, there's a great town that you might really like called Bergen, Bergen uh, in Norway." That was not a good thing for him to mention to me because that has started the uh, just kind of, I've been watching some travel videos. I'll just put it that way. <clears throat> Bergen. Great little, it's a city, but it's not a huge city. It's it's pretty, pretty great. I've done some extensive, I'm a bit of a Bergen expert at this point. One of my favorite things about Bergen, Norway, is that um, amongst the, just the great architecture and there's the water there and it's 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 incredible mountains. I mean, it's it'd be amazing, great trail running, like it's all there. But there's actually, and this is not a joke, an IKEA bus. It's an IKEA bus. It's a bus that takes you from wherever you, downtown to directly to IKEA and back. It's an IKEA. The Scandinavian, they just can't help. They have to have something like an Ikea bus. It just It's like everything that we in America would go, you know, I bet that place, they're so freaking Scandinavian. I bet they have an Ikea bus. And they do. They have an Ikea bus. Um, that's a, for me, that's it, right? I mean, that's that's it. It just makes the other videos I've watched sort of inconsequential because once I found out about the Ikea bus, I was like, I'm freaking there. That's it. That's I got it. Done. I'm never going to be without a cabinet or a table, an armoire, or a serving spoon, for that matter. Marius also um, connected me with a couple of musicians. Uh, one guy named Sandra Lerke. Lerke? Lerke? I'm going to get that wrong. Amazing. Guy's been on, like, Letterman and stuff, He uh, and I can't believe I haven't heard of him. And a damn good musician. So that's exciting. So I'm all things Norway. So this this whole podcast, What Sid Thinks is now going to be, and I'm just making the announcement now because episode 94, what Sid thinks about Norway. Okay, I hope you guys still support me on Patreon. I know it's a little bit of a direction change shift, if you will. Uh, If you watched my YouTube video of late, you will see that I did something called the 4x4x48. It's a David Goggins challenge. Now, I will tell you, this is the absolute truth. I was going to talk about it on the last week's podcast, but I actually wasn't sure that I was going to do it. And furthermore, wasn't sure that if I tried to do it, I would actually be able to finish. So embarrassingly, I was like, you know what? I don't really want to talk about it until it's done because I just, it's so, I was so on the fence with it, which if you read my most recent blog, isn't the best like foundation from which to jump into this kind of like, eh, I guess I maybe I'll do it. And then just, so here's what it is. 
David Goggins is a nutty nut, nut, as I said in the video. He's a Navy SEAL who's done BUDS training three times. He's done Air Force Range. He's done Air Force, uh, whatever it is, Delta, for, and he's done the Army Ranger. He's done all this kind of stuff, and he's, and he's a kick-ass ultra runner, but also bicycle. He does all this crazy stuff. He's, he's, he's all about mental toughness and all this kind of stuff. I don't agree with him on everything, um, but I like watching him, and he's very entertaining. Anywho, he has this challenge, which is called, he calls 4x4x48, which is you start, well, he says start at 8 p.m. on a whatever day. I started at 8 p.m. on a Thursday. I did four miles on Thursday uh, at 8 p.m. and then every four hours. So eight, you do four miles. Midnight, you do four miles. 4 a.m., you do four miles. 8 a.m., you do four miles. And you keep doing this for 48 hours. So I started Thursday evening at 8 p.m. or night or whatever, and then I finished Saturday. Um, the last run I did was Saturday at 4 p.m. till you know almost five, and then that was it. For a total of 12 sessions, 48 miles total over two days. That's what I did. My um, basically my reasoning, and you should watch the video because I think it was a pretty good video, and I cut together a quick. It's like six minutes or something, or eight minutes, whatever. But I cut. To, I just did like quick snippets of every one of the workouts, and you can see the change in the look in my face. There were some, I've never, one of the reasons I wanted to do it, and this is absolute truth, because I've done ultra marathons and I've done, you know, it's not like whatever, but it was, I've never run at night. I've never done, I've never exercised at night. And part of the reason why I've never trained for a hundred other than I don't, it's not, I think we understand each other, is that the running at night thing is kind of intimidating. I was like, oh God, like two, running at two in the morning, it's in, just sounds so... I don't like middle of the night things. I never liked pulling all nighters. I changed my entire study habits in college so that I would never have to do an all nighter. That's the only reason. I don't procrastinate just so I don't have to do an all nighter. That's how much I hate all nighters. So I thought as a challenge, I was like, okay, midnight run, 4 a.m. run, two nights in a row. Um, on some levels, it was easier than I, you know what's hard is just getting out of bed. It's kind of cold. The family's all cozy and you're by yourself. In some ways, this was easier than ultra marathons because it was, um, you know, 20, 48 miles. It was in chunks of four miles. It was doable. It, was, it wasn't easy. I'm not saying that, but it was, you know, manageable in some way. What made it hard was the solo aspect of it. It just, again, speaks to the tribal nature of, of who we are as a species. But being in a race, the races I've done, you're surrounded with by people, um, at eight and you have aid stations and you get to commute, you get to just kind of share the experience. This was a very lonely, lonely thing. Now this guy, Billy Yang, who does these great videos on YouTube, um, he is the one who said, let's all do this. Um, let's do the four by 40. I found out about it from him. He and I've been in touch with the email. He may come to my race at some point in the future, the one I direct. Um, and he had a group like a zoom group. And I didn't do that. I'm not a, I'm not a group guy that way. And I didn't, to me, that was a, not a great it wasn't a good substitute for like being in the social part of a race it, it wasn't enough for me to to do it's just my back i don't i don't do that thing so i was on my own on it which made the challenge a little bit but so it's like getting up at 3 40 and putting my shoes on and going downstairs and getting on the treadmill and just you know for four miles and then each run would get slower and slower so that by the t you know by the second night at 4 a.m it was like 50 minutes to go four miles because I just was kind of, you know, just you're just exhausted and you haven't slept at all and barely at all. And, uh, you know, my digestion, I wasn't like, 
it, digestion was fine, but I didn't have a huge amount of appetite, which happens during these things. Like I wasn't super hungry. I was hungry for three days afterwards, but not during it. And so you're just kind of, anyway, I got done some dark times, man. I mean, some dark time. It's, you know, read my blog, but it's, uh, there were some dark times, but then, you know, out of darkness comes the light. Like I always have said, I've never said that. I've never said out of darkness comes the light. And I don't even think that's true. I, it may be true. It may be out of darkness comes like it's it sounds true. It's just that I wouldn't say that because if I said that I would want to kick my own ass because that's not, I don't say things like that. out of the darkness comes the light. Sid Garza Hillman. You know what I mean? Like I just, God, really? Anyway, dark, some darkness. That's okay. It's okay. Cause I survived it. And it's one of these things remember the arsenal of experience it's there it's there now seen it been it done it cool right good thank you and speaking of thanks thanks to everybody who patreons we got another patreon follower this week this is very nice of you guys okay and i, I hope you aren't doing it just be nice don't do it be, just go yeah i dig what he does and i want to do that and so i'll do that that's ideal you know what i'm drinking right now this is not a joke here i'll shake it it's a concoction of water uh, and that's it no i'm just kidding water Apple cider vinegar, lime juice, uh, apple cider vinegar, lime juice, water, apple cider vinegar, lime juice, cinnamon, and cayenne pepper. I was tooling around YouTube and found some guy who does uh, intermittent fasting. And he recommended this drink when you're intermittent fasting. I, I'm not going to speak to it. I'm not even going to recommend it except to say I like it. I like it. He claims the cinnamon and the cayenne and this whole thing is kind of concocted to increase fat burning and to keep your energy. I don't, I, I don't know. I haven't read the science on it myself. Honestly, he also recommends eating. You know, when he says protein, he means meat. So he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about in, in, in the, on the diet realm. But I was like, I'll try that drink. And I like it a lot. Like, I like it a lot. It's got the cayenne peppers get it just great. Um, it's sort of the, it's the scotch of intermittent fasting. Um, judge now or forever hold your peace. Judge now or forever hold your peace. I haven't done every episode in the last two months on the coronavirus, as you know, but there's certainly things that have come up about it that makes me, that make me want to talk about it because it's so prevalent and it's so has overtaken our lives, regardless of whether you're sheltering in or still working, you've worldwide have been affected by this. Can we agree on that? And therefore, as a result of all of us being affected on some level, we have come together as a people, we have joined hands and we have said, collectively we are going to solve this problem we're going to get the best minds to figure out how to get us past this in the most responsible way in the way that minimizes pain and suffering we are going to get this done we're going to help countries that are a little having a little harder time we're going to help them other countries are going to help them we're going to ship food we're going to make sure everyone's taken care of we're going to get through this we're going to realize that the most important stuff is really the baseline feeding people making sure people get through this in the safe that that's what we have done which i think is fantastic Mm. we haven't done that we haven't done that we have not done that the purpose of this episode the the subject if you will is the fact that we don't want to think about but it is a fact that there are positives about this pandemic 
are positive. There can be. There can. Well, there are. There are because there's some people who are taking advantage of the positive. Therefore, there are positives. There's not positive for everybody because some people are, some people are a little douchey and they don't take advantage of the positives. I will say that if we do not, as a people, take the time to take advantage of what is happening, to pull out from this madness things of value, we are going to miss a very, very huge opportunity. We can take this time to get our priorities straight. And that means personally, societally, politically, to suss out everything and to kind of take this time as a forced, sure, and I don't like it to be forced. I'd rather do, it's like when people come to me and they go, I've, you know, I have cancer already. Can I want to change my diet? That's a forced change, but at least they're going, let me take advantage of this. Let me take advantage of this and look at it as an opportunity of change. I don't ever want somebody to have to get to that point where they want to take that opportunity, but Hey, if it presents and you're forced into this situation, the, those of us that are going to pull out what we can and do something with that are going to thrive and going to take advantage of this situation. This in the United States. And I, this is funny because I was talking to Marius about it and he goes, yeah, we, they like the rest of the world gets a decent amount of news about the United States because we're so kind of re- like we arm ourselves with guns and go to a Capitol building. That's that's the United States. That's what we do. That's our thing. So who wouldn't want to know about that? It's going to hit the news worldwide. Norway, Bergen, the paradise of of Norway, the paradise of, of the world, Bergen. I'm going to get there. Some I'm going to get there. Only United States can this thing be politicized. Only in the United States, and maybe not, but I think that only in the United States, this is so hyper-politicized now. The coronavirus is hyper-politicized. And we don't know who to believe. We've got people saying, but this, but thing is, we do know who to believe. We do know who to believe. Guess who? The scientists. You want to know why? Because that's all we have. That's all we have to believe. Okay. Nobody else is equipped to speak on this. So there's no reason for this to become politicized unless... You don't use your own damn judgment. Okay. I have an episode coming. I'm formulating an episode on conspiracy theories just because it speaks to this kind of thing. We can, it's, here's, it's, here's the thing. It's like you take your car to the mechanic and the mechanic goes, yeah, your rear differentials is broken. That's, and by the way, as an aside, that's as much mechanical as you will ever hear me get on this. I don't even know. I didn't even know there was a rear differential. It makes no differential to me. Boom. Mechanic goes rear differential. Then a politician walks in and she here goes, uh, it's not the rear differential. And we go, oh shit. The mechanic said it's a rear differential. The politician said it's not. The, who do I believe? You believe or the mechanic or you don't believe in the mechanic, but you don't give weight to what the politician says because the politician is not a mechanic. So you either doubt the mechanic or find another mechanic, but you stay in the mechanic world. You stay in that world because they are the ones that are trained to do to speak to that thing. The other person is not trained to speak to that, so there's no reason to listen to them or to, to have them confused. That's called using your judgment. Why would I listen to a politician telling me about a virus when the scientists are the ones that are studying? Now, I can believe or not believe the scientists, but I'm going to be in that world. I'm going to use my judgment within the context of that world, because any other world is really irrelevant to this, by the way, kind of like 
you're listening to an MD about diet and a nutritionist about diet. Again, you can disagree with the nutritionist, but don't ever listen to an MD because it's about nutrition because it's that's they're not they're the politician saying your differentials busted. Like it's not a it's an apples and oranges conversation. Use your judgment. Put your your thinking and your and your criticism critically thinking thinking critically into the world that is populated by the people who know what they're talking about, or at least have, are studying what they're talking about. They could be dishonest, and they could be interpreting intentionally interpreting interpreting data incorrectly on, on purpose. And by on purpose, I mean intentionally. Um, and th- and that's fine. That's fine. But there's it's not an alternative to go be well because they. I don't believe them. I'm going to listen to somebody who really has nothing to say about this in an intelligent fashion. But that's what's happening here. It's politicized because. People who don't use their judgment are allowing opinions to surface from people who have no right to express those opinions. We should be deferring to the people and let them, if there's a debate, fine, but in that world, as I said. So we should have the scientists speaking, and then we can listen to scientists have this opinion, and some scientists have this opinion, but at least we can sort of suss out that and make conclusions for ourselves based on, guess what, our freaking judgment. So I'm basically, I'm bringing judgment in in two fronts. One, into into the conclusions that we're getting and the actions that states are taking and and worldwide and and communities and, and, and using our judgment in that fashion and listening to the people who are worth listening to, number one. Number two, using this time on a personal level to judge to make judgments about our lives so that we can cull from this madness things of use, that we can grow as a result of this, evolve as a result of this, change in a positive way as a result of this. We can use this time. But if we don't use this time, if we don't judge now, we lose. I mean, we really, really do. So here's my conclusion. Judge, judge right now. Your life, your relationships, your place in the world, the work you are doing or not doing, your goals and your dreams, your plans. Judge the shit out of everything. Dreaming, all this dreaming it is It is 
Bit of a whiner and a bit of a fly. 